welcome to the Experienced Arden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my recent conversation with two members of the GWIB board, Alex Goodman and Bridget Coburn. Alex and Bridget are co-chairs of this year's Graduate Women in Business Conference, and I recently connected with them via Zoom to talk more about their background, how they decided to pursue an MBA, what led them to Darden, why they decided to get involved with the GWIB board, and what they have planned for this year's conference. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, here's my interview with Alex Goodman and Bridget Coburn. Bridget, Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Excited to be here. Well, y'all are on fall break, um, which sounds pretty nice, to be honest with you. How's it going? Bridget, you're, you're back in Ohio, right? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, we didn't get fall break last year because of the accelerated schedule with the pandemic. So it's been so nice to have a break in between quarters this fall. Um, and it's been nice. I'm home with my parents in Cleveland for um, a few days before heading back for Q2. <laughs> All right. The heart of it all. Yeah. Ohio. And Alex, how, how's your fall break going? It's, it's been great. So I, um, I am getting married this winter. So we had our engagement party last weekend and welcomed 16 Darden uh, students down to Tampa for the engagement party. So it was great. We had a great tournament. Wow. Are, wait, are you in, are you still in Tampa right now? Is that where you no, are? No, okay. now I'm in DC um, for somebody else's wedding. As, as Bridget uh, knows, we are both on the wedding circuit right now. So um, one of the best things about business school is it allows you some schedule flexibility to be able to be there for everybody's events. I was joking with one of your classmates. Um, I, I went to law school uh, we didn't have this extended two-week fall fall break in uh, law, law school. Um, I, I thought it would have been good to know uh, about some of these things. Um, well, that's, I appreciate you both taking some time out of your, your downtime for the podcast. It's uh, it's good to catch up with you and, and glad to hear you're, you're doing well. It sounds like staying busy, even though it's not, not necessarily school-related. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about your story. So the first half of this conversation, we'll talk about your background and then we'll transition uh, talking about the Graduate Women in Business student organization, which you're both, both leaders of. And so um, Alex, I'm gonna start, start with you. Um, tell us who you are, what you did before coming to business school. Yeah, absolutely. And Brett, I have to admit, I listened to this podcast when I was applying to Darden. So super excited to be here. Um, so, Alex Goodman. I'm originally from Tampa, Florida, and have slowly made my way up north since then. Um, I went to undergrad at Wake Forest University, which is in North Carolina. And then as a poli-sci major, promptly moved to Washington, D.C., as poli-sci majors do, um, like Bridget, which, spoiler alert, also D.C. gal, um, and uh, spent about five years there before Darden. Um, I, I began my career working for my hometown congressman, leading his constituent communications efforts, and then moved from there into the fundraising world at the Brookings Institution, a think tank in the D.C. area, and then continued in fundraising most recently at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Um, my group within the U.S. Chamber was the U.S. Chamber Foundation, and we worked with companies on their corporate social responsibility programs. So I loved what I was doing, um, worked with every company you could imagine, but didn't understand how companies worked 
And so that's what led me into the business school process. Um, I looked at a couple different schools, but I was really drawn to the community aspect that is everything Darden is about. Um, and so came down to visit when you could still visit Darden um, pre-pandemic, uh, ended up applying early action. I loved it so much and, and the rest is history. So it's me. Well, I, I say this as a, as a DC resident, Chamber of Commerce is right, right there uh, near Lafayette uh, Square, right near the White House. It's a, it's a nice location. Be pretty... <laughs> it was a great office. <laughs> All right, and, and Bridget, um, tell us a little bit more about you. Yeah, so as I already mentioned, originally from Cleveland, Ohio, um, and moved to DC first to go to Georgetown University for undergrad, um, where I was an American studies major. So completely opposite of business, kind of similar to Alex, a little more poli sci, wrote a thesis about Harry Truman, um, and really loved being at Georgetown. And at Georgetown, I was involved in our student-run company and working um, in the HR department there. So after Georgetown actually worked at Gartner doing HR research, kind of diving into that world a lot more, understanding the people processes of businesses, but not really yet understanding the, the ins and outs of businesses, um, which kind of pushed me to go to business school where I figured it hadn't really earned that core business foundation yet, hadn't taken accounting or finance, even if I knew what the ins and outs of an HR department were. Um, and I was working in Roslyn, which is right next to Darden's campus right there. So seeing that building every day, we actually had a team offsite there. Um, so I was really excited to get down to Darden um, and see it for the first time for my interview. Um, and was also especially drawn to kind of the the academic rigor and the focus on the classroom experience at Darden. I was in a really small cohort program at Georgetown, really discussion-based. And so the case method and the focus on um, really getting that core business foundation was really exciting to me. Um, and really loved the core curriculum, but have been excited second year to take some classes kind of outside of that, a little bit less academically intense in the second year, which has been good. Um, but have been really loving just all the different electives we have open to us. It's, it's fun to talk with second year students, you know, <laughs> so they're setting, setting their schedule and, you know, maybe their, their time is a bit more their own than it was in the, in the first year. Um, and it does seem like people have more time for extracurricular activities, clubs, organizations, exploring Charlottesville, all of this kind of, kind of stuff. So, um, uh, that, that is certainly something that's come up on the podcast, I, I can say. And I appreciate the shout out for our Rosalind location. Uh, we are, yeah, of course, right across the street from Gartner. Um, neighbors here. Uh, we're at 1100 Wilson Boulevard. I think uh, Gartner, well, I can see it from the room I'm sitting in. Let's put it that way. Um, and uh, I think one of the highlights for those of us who work in the, in the space here is just being part of what's a growing DC area of presence. So now we have a part-time MBA that just got announced back in June, an executive MBA program that has about 270, 280 students between the two classes combined, and also a specialized master's, MSBA, uh, that's a joint venture with the McIntyre School of Commerce at UVA, all out of Sands Family Grounds here, um, at, which, is at the, which is a beautiful space at the top of the top of the building. We just had a bunch of full-time students up here. Uh, first, I think first years mostly um, for, for an alumni career networking event, about 230 people were the numbers that we heard. So um, yeah. it's, it's great to see the two grounds sort of com combine in that way. So it's fun to have everybody here last, last Friday. 
So, um, so Bridget, um, sticking with you for this, this next question. So you come to Darden, you're a first year student, you know, we always talk on the podcast about learning curves and adjustments for students um, as, they're, as they're navigating business school for the first time. Uh, what, what were your learning curves? What were some of the challenges? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, a lot of the, the classroom experience, as much as I was used to discussion-based learning and the case method um, wasn't totally out of um, my comfort zone, it really, the material and the pace of the conversation, how quickly your professors expect you to be able to move in the classroom, um, the level of preparation needed for every class. I definitely think I would have been drowning last year without my learning team. Um, I think that was a huge adjustment. And I'm honestly just being back in the classroom. I mean, it had been four years since I had been in school. And so just catching up to that at first, uh, we do homework every night and um, kind of just structuring my day. Um, that really felt like the biggest learning curve for me. I think I really appreciated at Darden that we were able to have hybrid classes last year and get to experience kind of more of the classroom, but it was still definitely really challenging of just, okay, I have to learn all this new material. I have to start speaking in class. I have meeting all these new people, um, and being able to do it all at once. I think I really was impressed with my classmates who kind of started out speaking a lot in class. It was definitely something my professors were pushing me towards and Q2, I feel like I finally found my voice in the classroom. But um, I think just that classroom experience was a huge learning curve for me. Well, I have a couple follow-up questions for you. So what changed <laughs> between Q1 and Q2? So a quarter one to quarter two, you mentioned in the second quarter uh, of your first year, you felt like you maybe a little bit more settled, more comfortable speaking up in class. Was there something that clicked for you or what changed? Yeah, I think just the being, just getting more comfortable with my section really was a lot that helped. Um, so Alex and I were both in section E, which was the best section, still the best section. Um, and being I feel like when you're first like meeting all the people, you're just like, oh, wow, that person is just like they completely know everything about the material and then once you actually get to know people you realize no like no one completely knows anything that they're talking about they're just really confident when they're speaking and they prepared a lot for class but maybe they don't even have the right answer and so understanding that your the professors are really just there to push everyone to contribute and to help the class arrive at the right answer together by the end of the session um, and being comfortable knowing that all of those people, even if they seemed like they totally had the right answers, they probably didn't um, and being comfortable maybe having the wrong answer in front of your peers because you know them a lot better, I think really helped me to um, feel comfortable asking questions that maybe seem stupid or just giving what I felt like maybe was the wrong answer even if it wasn't. <laughs> You know, I have a lot of conversations with our executive MBA students about this. See, they go to these classes at finance, accounting, these kinds of things. And there are people that have a lot of experience in these class topics, you know, from their prior work experience. And you get in there and they answer a question and they use some sort of vocab that you've never heard. And you're like, oh, my gosh, how does this person know that? I, don't, I didn't know that. Am I, is this going to be okay? And I think there's a tendency to kind of like maybe index to that person and um, we had a faculty member, Justin Hopkins, who teaches in accounting, and he was saying, like, don't compare yourself to the person that's, like, been a finance person for their entire career, an accountant for their entire career. That's not the, not the right benchmark. The, the benchmark's actually, what are you learning? What are you, you getting out of this? Where did you start and where are you now? I think it's a, 
useful reminder. Uh, so um, tell us about your learning team. It's uh, something that came up quite a bit. Uh, we just had a webinar um, with Donna Clark, our executive director of admissions and, and Dean Beardsley, uh, Scott Beardsley, the, the dean of the school. And I think we got five or six separate questions about learning teams. Um, so um, tell us a little bit more about the group of people you, you relied on through that first year. Yeah, I'm happy to. I mean, my learning team, I feel like was the biggest part of my first year experience. And they're still um, a group of my closest friends. Um, and I felt really lucky that I just immediately felt comfortable with my learning team. We all came from really different professional backgrounds and brought a lot of different skills to the team, which was awesome. And just people, I felt like, especially last year with us being hybrid and with COVID, I really appreciated that my team was incredibly flexible to everyone's different needs during the pandemic, but also to our recruiting needs as things got crazy um, with the recruiting season over winter, over the like fall and winter. Um, and my team really just anytime I was struggling with something, I would have teammates who would call me after and say like, I'm still not sure that you totally understood that. Like, are you comfortable with the material? Like we would never let someone on our learning team go into the classroom, not feeling hundred percent ready to contribute. Uh, and I really appreciate that about every member of my team um, who would really, we've made sure that we balanced the work and that we supported each other. And um, I, we have dinners still regularly go over to each other's houses. So they've just been a great part of my Jordan experience. I appreciate your sharing that. Um, I think sometimes prospective students hear a lot about Darden is hard, it's challenging, and it's rigor. Uh, the other thing, though, that should be noted all at the same time is like there's so much support for students here from like learning mm -hmm. teams to you have tutors, uh, second year students that you know have you know have done particularly well in these courses and have expertise to offer. Uh, you have you know, faculty who are here, just like so many, not to mention all the pre-matriculation resources and Darden before Darden, all things that we've talked about here on the podcast. So I, I always think that should be mentioned at the same, at the same time, uh, because it's important. So, well, Alex, tell us, tell us about your first year. What, what was it like um, coming to Darden? Sure. Um, I, I echo a lot of Bridget's story in mine. Um, you know, one of the things that was really meaningful to me that we haven't mentioned yet is the faculty. Um, so I, like Bridget, came in with no business background. Um, and, and oftentimes, I think women, and we talk a lot about this in the graduate women in business group that Bridget and I are both a part of, um, you come in with sort of an imposter syndrome that your background or your previous experience isn't as meaningful as somebody who came from accounting or finance or anything like that. And what I quickly learned was not only is it useful, but the professors are looking to you to actually guide the conversation in a way that the accountants and the finance people maybe haven't seen it go before. Because the goal at the end of the day for the entire faculty is that they graduate a class of general managers, that they graduate people who can lead from anywhere in the business. And so I felt really confident in, in the faculty members that I had both in core and outside of core. Um, one faculty member in particular, and Bridget will not be surprised by this one, um, who was really meaningful for me was Kim Whitler, who is a first year faculty member who teaches both executive MBA and uh, residential full-time MBA. Um, she is a former CMO of many, many companies. And as such, she's got a ton of practical experience both in the field and in the classroom. 
And she really took it upon herself to, to help me and to get to know me personally and was a huge credit for, for me landing my summer internship. And as I look to my career after Darden, she's a tremendous resource for me. So that's been truly formative. I appreciate your sharing that. So she's a marketing faculty member. Uh, did, did you connect with her because of a shared interest in, in marketing? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, we we just had similar interests outside of the classroom. Um, I, I come from a political background and she's always fascinated by the craziness that is politics. And so that's actually how we bonded. Um, I, I say I survived working on the Hill, not thrived. And so she she took, um, took me in in that way. And then it happened to be that I was in my marketing class and found that I love it loved marketing and I, I loved everything we were learning and um and I actually ended up doing marketing this past summer um and hopefully we'll be doing that after graduation as well so not something you came to business school knowing that you wanted to do not at all no. what, what did you like about it um what what grabbed you about marketing yeah um I think what makes marketing really interesting to me is it's a, a big balance between left brain and right brain. You have to understand your consumer down to the numbers with the left brain. So you need to be able to sink your teeth into data to really get not where your consumer is now, but where they're going in the future and how your product can meet them where they're at. Um, and then on the right side of the brain, it's that creative piece. So if I'm thinking through my customers' needs, how can I creatively answer the problems that they're facing on a regular basis with the solutions in my product or the way I, I position the product? And so that balance was really important to me, particularly coming from a non-quant background. That's interesting to, th to think about the sort of interdisciplinary nature uh, of that work. Um, Bridget, uh, your career goals, are, have they stayed the same? Your career interests, have they stayed the same over your time at Darden? Or did you have something spark for you during your first year? Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely tried to explore things as much as possible um, in my first year, which I really appreciate that Darden gives you the time and the space with the core curriculum and just going all the companies that are coming um, on grounds to recruit. You have lots of opportunities to go to tons of different company briefings. Um, I came in with an inkling. I did kind of HR research and consulting before school. Um, so working with clients and um, from a variety of different industries. Um, and so I came in with the inkling that I might want to stay in kind of the consulting field um, and not just be focused on HR. And so I did end up interning in consulting. We'll be going back to management consulting. Um, so my career goals, I guess, did say the same, but I was, I was excited about the opportunity to explore other options as well in the first year. Um, and I'm excited to be going back into consulting as well. Well, it's interesting to hear you mention exploration because we tell incoming students, prospective students, this kind of both focused and open mentality, right? So do that self-reflection, know what you think you want to do, but at the same time, leave space for exploration. How did, what did exploration look like for you in the, in the first year? Yeah, I think a lot of it was just talking to second years about kind of what sort of companies they were applying to, what the different internships actually looked like, attending company briefings and talking to recruiters at office hours. There's there's so many. It's I mean, definitely a hard balance with 
the core curriculum, but there's so many events that you can attend in the first few weeks of that recruiting start. So being able to just balance my schedule and go to all the events that I was interested in. Um, and then starting to kind of, I, I think there's only, you have to be open to all the opportunities opportunities, but also be focused. So I was focused on kind of the goals that I came in with, but also once I narrowed down to my geographic focus, that helped a lot for me to think, okay, well, I want to have an internship in Boston. I know that these are all the opportunities that Darden provided me. These are all the alumni in the area. And so just being able to think I can continue with my path in consulting, but also look at all these incredible companies that the Darden alumni are at, where the second year's interned in Boston. Um, and so that was, I think, helped me to be open to all the different opportunities that were available to me geographically, um, but still be pretty focused on the consulting career path as well. So Alex, um, as, as you explored, um, what did it look like for you? I, I'm curious about this question because Honestly, one of the things that we hear from current students, you know, post-matriculation is they're almost overwhelmed by the number of opportunities and okay. like you're talking to a lot of people and they're, you know, some people are real certain about what they want to do. Maybe they say something you've never even heard about uh, and you're like, whoa, what, what is that? And you feel like you can get pulled in a lot of different directions and that can be stressful for folks. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the story of Darden, right? You have every opportunity at your disposal and it's it's up to you to be able to go through and prioritize what's most important to you. I think career-wise, that's no exception. Um, my journey of sort of narrowing things down uh, was really similar to what Bridget mentioned. The only thing I would add is um, Bridget and I are both second year coaches this year, um, meaning that we're helping first years with their career journeys. And one of the things that I really push my first years towards is making sure that you have a really organized list as you go through the process. So even if you want to look at a company on, you know, doing CPG marketing, and you also want to look at, you know, investment banking, something on like two very opposite ends, as long as I feel like you're staying really organized with it, you have a system and you're sort of checking the boxes, we're very supportive of you kind of taking advantage of all opportunities. Um, you know, business school allows you a two-year timeout uh, to really think about what you want in life and where you want to go. And so Darden is super supportive of taking advantage of that sort of timeout period um, and finding the right for you. One of the things that's been interesting to talk with students about is, you know, there's so much focus around the summer internship. Uh, and yet you also have a second year there too. And so there's recruiting opportunities that come along in the second year of, of the program. And just reminding prospective students, listeners, that you don't have to have it all figured out in the first, you know, six, seven months of your first, uh, you know, first year of business school. You do have two years of business school uh, to explore. Yeah, 100%. And I think this year is even, a, it feels like almost all of our classmates are re-interviewing and reapplying and exploring the, the full-time opportunities since we've gotten back to school. And I, I know I'm not returning to the company where I interned and not sure if Alex has figured out that you have a really long fall to, to decide what you want to do full-time and, and the whole spring, honestly. So I feel like people shouldn't feel like the, the internship is the be-all end-all. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who said that that was the way that it, you know, like you got to have it all figured out by that summer. But um, I've really appreciated it sort of students pushing back on that on that narrative and just reminding people it's OK. Your, your summer internship is really just part of an exploration process, right? It's a test drive 
perhaps of an idea, maybe a company, an industry, however you want to think about that. So you're second year students now, as, as we talked about, maybe a little bit more uh, free time, although I'm sure other things have filled that up. Uh, it's probably even busier in, in, <laughs> in many ways. Um, so Alex, uh, what does your second year look like? What, what are you involved with? Yeah, so um, as, as we've talked about already, there are a lot of opportunities at Darden and um, I think I, I've taken advantage of a lot of them. Um, so in addition to graduate women in business, which we'll talk about in a bit, um, that Bridget and I are on the board of, I'm also on the board of our Adam Smith Society, which is a, which is a group that looks at sort of economics as an affinity club and free markets and things like that. Um, I am the vice president of events for the Darden Jewish Student Association, which has been super fun. Um, we hosted the first football tailgate of the year. So starting off strong there. Um, and, and that's just on the, you know, on the club side. So in addition to that, really loving the flexibility on my course load. Um, one of the, the courses that uh, Bridget and I actually just finished together. As you can see, we are paths cross pretty frequently. Um, but we were in a class with Carolyn Miles, who is both a professor of practice and an alum of the school um, on sustainability in the business world. And in addition to her being a fantastic teacher, she brought in some of the most amazing speakers from the outside kind of her career in the corporate social responsibility space. So it's been really, really cool as a second year to be able to explore those opportunities. Um, and then there's the social side. So second year is, the motto is second year, best year, as I'm sure has been mentioned. Um, and so we, I think in our class are making up for some lost time and um, doing some really cool Darden traditions um, coming back. So it's been, it is, it is full. I definitely do not have free time, I would say. Yeah, I'm struck by the fact that you're both in Section E, and you're Section E folks. I, I feel like Section E, like we had to have had half of your section on the podcast at this point. I just feel like everybody's always in Section E. And I'm like, what's happening in Section E? Everybody goes on to be student leaders involved in different things. Maybe it's just Section E. I think every section has a personality. But that, that's definitely our section's personality. We are very involved, I would say. I like it. Lots of extracurriculars. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, and Bridget, how about you? What, what are you doing in your second year? Yeah, no, I definitely echo Alex. It does feel like um, Section E is for sure the most involved section, but it's just been fun to be with my fellow Section E cohort um, on lots of different um, club leadership boards and other opportunities at Darden. So um, like Alex, I'm on the board of the Graduate Women in Business Club. Um, I'm also on the board of the Consulting Club, so helping first years with consulting recruiting specifically, as well as being a second year coach, um, coaching first years on their career journey. Um, I also, in my second year, have been um, doing the prison reentry program, so teaching at a local prison near Darden, um, which has been really, really exciting and um, a great way to get back to the the local community um, and just learning a ton about teaching, about the um, about the incarceration system in Virginia, um, and you know about myself as I'm uh, going through all of these classes with my my peers, which has been really cool. Um, and then yeah, the the social stuff. I feel like it's so funny. We're just so busy right now with all of the the different things. It's when we have another like really incredible Darden tradition. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I don't even have time for this, but 
of course we do end up having time for everything. And that is the joy of the flexibility of all the, the electives in our second year where we can balance our course load a little bit more and take control of our schedule, which has been great as well. <laughs> We've had Greg Fairchild on the, on the podcast. He, he and his wife, Tierney, uh, lead the, the prison program. Um, it seems like almost to a person um, the students who participate in that program oftentimes reflect on it as maybe the most impactful thing that they have done for themselves or for other people during their time at DART. I mean, like, it's just, it seems like just an incredible opportunity. Yeah, it's been great. I'm teaching the entrepreneurship class, which isn't something I felt like I had like a particularly strong um like I've only taken one entrepreneurship class, but it's just so cool getting to discuss all of these like overall business concepts um, with all of the um, the students in the prison who are about to be re-entering the, the workforce and really do want to start their own businesses and just bouncing ideas off of each other, off of us. Um, it's been awesome so far. All right. Well, let's talk about GWIB, um, the Graduate Women in Business uh, Club. Uh, you're both on the board. Uh, Bridget, what is, what is your, your role on, on the board? Yeah, so I'll be stealing Alex's answer since we are co-chairs or co-VPs of the GWIB conference, which is our seminal event every fall. So coming up on November 11th and 12th, Alex and I are really knee deep in planning the conference right now. It's for all of the first year women and we're trying to get the second year women involved more this year as well. Um, and we have a number of really incredible companies that sponsor GWIB and sponsor the conference to be able to interact with the first year women. Um, and it's just been a, a great leadership opportunity to be on the board and get to work with all of the other VPs of, the, of WIB who are involved in a ton of different areas, but also just be focused on kind of delivering this really incredible event for the women of Darden this fall. Yeah, Alex, how did, how did you decide to take this on? How'd you say, you know what, I'd like to be a board member of GWIB and, and I'd like to help plan the conference? Yeah, um, I, I think a few reasons. Um, one, this is not Bridget and I's first planning rodeo. Um, <laughs> we co-planned the Building Goodness in April auction for Section E last year. We were the highest raising section um, and we had a lot of fun at the auction. So um, something to look forward to in the first year, but, but I knew Bridget was running and I knew we could plan this well again. So it was a big factor for me. Um, two, I think, as Bridget mentioned, the board is just super strong and it's an amazing place to come together with other women in the Darden community to, to talk through everything to do with the female experience at school. Um, you know, it's something coming from a place where it was really gender balanced. I didn't really understand what it was like for my gender to be a minority in a certain setting. And in business schools, that's just a reality. And so really being thoughtful about the women's experience at Darden is something that Gwib takes really seriously and Darden, quite frankly, takes very seriously as well. And so being on this board has given me this tremendous opportunity to, to make an impact on that experience, um, both through the conference, which will be amazing, and I'm so excited for it, but also just through kind of thinking through how we can make Darden a better place in the future for, for all people. So it's, it's been a super positive experience. Bridget, what has GWIB meant to you? Um, Alex very eloquently talked about the sort of resource that GWIBs provide and support, uh, but what, what has GWIB meant to you? 
Yeah, I mean, echoing everything Alex said, it's just been an incredible source of support throughout both the first and second year. So in the first year, all of the first year women are paired with a GWIN mentee or mentor. Um, so the second year, who is a coach and a resource to all of the first year women, just someone you can go to with questions, maybe not not just about your career, because you have your, your career coach, but just questions about the overall experience. And so both having that throughout the first year and now serving as a GWIM mentor has just been a really valuable way to connect with the women of Jordan who you may not have met otherwise. Um, and there are a number of events throughout the fall and spring just to bring women together and be able to have that kind of community of support, but also um, just a way to meet people, I think, outside of your section events or outside of um, who you're recruiting with. Um, I've really found that super valuable, especially in the second year now that we're taking classes with all of these different people to have kind of GWIB as that resource and that constant throughout both the years has been amazing. So let's talk about the conference. Um, so Alex, Bridget talked about all the work that you're doing to plan the conference. And it sounds like an incredible event. Can you tell us a few specifics of what you have in store, what you're, what you're looking forward to? Sure. So our conference theme this year is Stronger Together. So we're looking at how when women come together, both with other women and, and male allies, that we can be a stronger community. And so we're looking at this in a variety of different ways. Um, a couple highlight topics from the conference that Bridget and I are super excited about. So um, I mentioned Carolyn Miles earlier. Um, she will be keynoting the event, talking about her journey from Darden to American Express, to Save the Children. Um, I will not steal all of her thunder, but she has done unbelievable work around the world with women and girls. And so she is the prime example, in my opinion, of somebody who has taken an MBA and a Darden MBA at that and made a, an incredible difference for many, many people. So super excited for Carolyn to join us. Um, we are also looking at some other really interesting topics. So. WIB is one of those clubs that women come back and they want to serve as alumni um, and re-engage. So we actually have, I think it's like five or six um, former GWIB presidents who are coming back to participate in the event in a variety of different ways, um, from doing introductions to um, we have an alumni who is now at 3M who's leading a social justice in the workplace workshop. Um, teaching women how you can be a social justice leader, regardless of where you sit in your, in your sort of corporate structure, um, which I'm so excited for. I'm going to shadow it because I think that is so freaking cool. Um, so that's been super exciting. And, um, and, you know, I think the last big thing to highlight on my end is it's an awesome opportunity for the first year women in particular to see companies that are investing in women in their workforce. I think COVID and, and all the research we've seen, particularly from McKinsey's report of women in the workforce, um, we've seen a, a huge flight of women out of the workforce in the past year and a half to two years. And so these companies are saying to us, we want women, we want to invest in women, and we want to talk about the resources we have for women in our workforce. And that's incredibly helpful. Bridget, what are you most excited about when you think about this year's conference? Yeah, I mean, everything Alex has said, some of the other cool workshops we have, um, Danaher, which is one of our, our biggest sponsors and has a lot of really amazing web alumni who are working there. They're putting on a workshop on intersectionality that I'm really excited about and just making sure you can be an ally and explore all 
all aspects of being an ally in the workforce. Um, we're also, we have some really cool panels, um, one on women and sustainability that I'm excited about. And I think all of our sponsors who are putting, who have really awesome women who are going to be on this panel, they're also coming from sustainability from different angles. Um, so thinking about sustainability from a work-life balance perspective, but also sustainability from how can you be a positively impacting the environment as a company, but how can you also be thinking about your, not just the environment, but the greater community. So thinking about kind of this multifaceted version of sustainability. And I think all of these companies are gonna be able to highlight that. Um, and then I think the the final event that I'm really excited for that I will not be attending, but is our Share Your Power session. So it's just for the first year women and led by a member of the core faculty um, for each section where they're really gonna to come together and explore what does it, what is your superpower, both personally, professionally, what makes you an incredible human? And this is the time of year for, for the first years that it really does get busy. In November, they come back Q2, the courses are challenging and recruiting is really picking up to gear up for those January interviews. And so being able for them to take a break for 45 minutes with a faculty member they know and trust and with their uh, the peer women in their section and recognize what makes all of them such incredible individuals um, and what makes their whole section incredible. Um, it's a, just a really nice way to cap off the conference. Um, and it's something that was really meaningful for me next for me last year. And I'm excited for them to experience this year. So it feels like when you're planning a conference, you could pick almost anything out, out there. How did, how did you pick this year's theme, Alex? Where, where did the idea of Stronger Together come from? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. So we felt, Bridget and I, that, you know, last year, the entire kind of conversation, not just at Darden, but broadly was around COVID, right? How can we cope? How can we just survive the next year and a half? And when we were thinking about this year's conference, we really wanted to expand past just that survival, what can we do to look at a better future where women are coming together and, and really supporting one another? Um, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot is what are the resources available to us to, to succeed both in our career and personal lives? And so that's what we really wanted to focus on. And a lot of the companies have a strong story on that front. So it seemed to tie everything together. Excellent. So sounds like you're busy. Uh, the conference is, is upcoming. You got a lot of other things going on. Uh, I wonder, Bridget, are, are there any other things that you're looking forward to as you think about your, your second year of business school what, and what lies ahead? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that hopefully we'll be getting um, to, to rank or vote on um, in the next month or so is our Darden Worldwide courses. The global office at Darden has been putting a ton of work into identifying locations that we could travel to that will be safe and where we'll still be able to have that full Darden Worldwide experience with a professor um, over our spring break. And so we just got kind of like the first uh, sprinkling of where the locations might be, but there, once we get back for Q2, I think we'll actually get to um, prioritize where we want to be for spring break. And so I'm just really looking forward to wherever I'm going to get to travel over spring break with uh, hopefully one of my favorite professors. We just had two groups of executive MBA students travel abroad as part of the global residency. So we had one group that went to Germany and another group that went to Finland and Estonia. So that's at least a positive development. We've come off like a year plus where yeah. we couldn't offer any global trips. And 
Um, so that that is a that's a positive sign. It, it was fun to see my, my LinkedIn uh, feed all last week was just all these people traveling abroad, which I had to remind myself, like the last time I saw pictures of a student, a group of students or from a student that was on a global trip that was school related. I mean, it's been a, been a while. So um, it was great, great to see that. So hopefully you're able to go on the, on the Darden Worldwide uh, course. I'm sure there will be lots of great photos from, from those. I have real trip envy on my LinkedIn feed always. Um, all right, Alex, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, definitely what Bridget said. Um, so keep your fingers crossed for us that everything goes well. Um, you know, a couple other things for me. Um, I am a tri-sector leadership fellow, so I have the opportunity to look at public policy issues from the business lens. We work with the law school and then also the School of Public Policy. Um, and so we had our first intro meeting last, I guess, two weeks ago now. And I'm just super excited to get to know my cohort a little bit better and um, and get some of our speakers in. Um, so really excited about that. And, and my second big thing coming down the pipeline is I'm doing an independent study um, the second part of this year with Kim Whitler, as I mentioned, on brand activism. Um, so how brands are wading sort of into that public policy space. Um, and so I'm really, really excited to get into the research and start working with Kim one-on-one on publishing a new case study. So really looking forward to it. I would think it would be an interesting time to be in the Tri-Sector Leadership Fellows Program, uh, just given everything that's happening on the Hill or maybe not happening on the Hill right, right now, um, all the budget infrastructure yeah. negotiations, just what will the final bill look like? Um, imagine there's some interesting conversations. Oh yeah, lots of different opinions in that group. So we'll keep you updated. All right. Well, we asked the same last question of, of our guests here. Um, so for our prospective student listeners, a uh, piece of advice uh, you would share for them. Alex, I'll come to you uh, first. Sure. Um, the biggest piece of advice that I share with prospective students is what Darden is looking for is a way of describing you to fit into your future class at Darden. They want to be able to come away from a conversation, either reading your your kind of publication or you're there coming from the interview and say, I know exactly who Alex Goodman is. I know exactly where she would fit. And I'm so excited to have her as a part of this community. So as cliche as it sounds, make sure that you display that and that you are yourself. And so that way, when Brett Twitty reads your application, he can say exactly where you'll fit into the community. I appreciate that. And the, the focus on your story, your narrative, um, how all these pieces fit together um, and helping us understand, you know, why you want to take this step, why you're excited about Darden. All, all of that is, is important, but also where you'd like to go, you know, you know, how you, how you see the short-term, long-term uh, goals playing out, all of that, you know, spend some time with that story, even before you maybe start working on your application reflection, introspection, I think the hallmark of, of this enterprise. So uh, Bridget, uh, any, any final words of advice uh, for our prospective student listeners? Oh my gosh. Um, I think that was such good advice from Alex. Um, definitely echo that. Um, I think a, a good piece of advice that I got from a former manager when I was applying to business school was really that um, you cannot 
the schools cannot reject you if you do not apply. So really put yourself first. Um, if you feel like you're not having the right test scores or you don't have the best background for business school, business schools are not looking for one type of person. They're looking for every type of person. And so really have confidence in yourself and put yourself out there because that's really what business school is all about. I also appreciate that. One of the things that, that our boss, Donna Clark, really emphasizes is, as applicants approach this process is to, to be joyful about it, that this is an exciting time. You know, I think oftentimes it's an anxious time. It's apprehensive. People do feel vulnerable. They're putting themselves out there. But there's also a lot of excitement in this, that you're dreaming. This is, this is about your future, where you'd like to go. And to try, try to embrace that, that part of the story and, and be proud of everything that you've accomplished getting to this point and just your willingness to put yourself out there in this kind of way. Um, not everybody has that courage uh, to apply for something and, and to reach. So, um, well, Bridget, Alex, such a pleasure talking uh, with both of you. Enjoy the rest of your, your fall break and good luck with the GWIB conference this year. Thanks. And that was my interview with Alex Goodman and Bridget Coburn two members of our full-time MBA class of 2022, and the co-chairs of this year's Graduate Women in Business Conference. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.